All right, brother. Question from the community. Questions from the community. Best, best kind of questions. And I think we've touched on some of these items before, maybe a little bit differently. So we'll be able to, but it's been a while. It's, we'll yeah. refresh it and maybe go down a couple of different more paths with this one. Yep. I think this is from one of the uh, early seasons, yeah, if you will. So. All right. This is from Do Michael. we have seasons? Is that, is that how it works? I, I think that's it's just all works. episodes. Okay. You can, well. I think you can break them to seasons <laughs> if you want, but I don't think we did. I think it's just straight episodes. More than, more than I realized. So this is from Michael, and he asks, what do you think about grips and wrist wraps? My first time going to a CrossFit gym, I realized that almost everyone uses grips or wraps. After a week or so, I bought some grips, but now I feel like they may not be as beneficial as I had first thought. I've been using them for about two mm. years. They helped a lot doing toes to bar to protect my hands, but I also use them for some deadlifts and a lot for overhead squats and strict pull-ups. But now I feel like grips have dramatically limited my grip strength as time has gone by. I would like to know what kind of advice should be given to a person who starts CrossFit and sees so many grips slash wraps. For example, my wife is trying to get her first pull-up, and I'm tempted to tell her to get grips, but I also realize that she lacks grip strength. General question, when to use them, who should use them, why to use them, et cetera, et cetera. Are they necessary? Bam, right out the gate. Oh, this is a, this is a fun topic because, I like you this know, one too. I can talk about it from a middle ground approach, but in my heart, I'm a purist, Pat. And I think that, uh, you know, basically the Greek approach was right. You want to train naked and just, uh, just, <laughs> just well, let so it rip. See, but, short answer, do you use them currently? No, I don't. And I never okay. have. Um, never have. Outside, okay. of, outside of very specific times and places. So, you know, I have a pair of grips. I have some wrist wraps. Um, I, the grips I use almost never. The wrist wraps I'll use occasionally if I'm going through a, a period of time that I'm doing a lot of overhead lifting specifically mm. uh, or a lot of like handstand work and the volume starting to build up and I'm starting to feel, you know, some fatigue in the, uh, the structure of my wrist. But as a rule of thumb, I'm going to use it as a support to that when I start to feel it's, um, you know, starting to accumulate rather than a go-to right out the gate. Right, and okay. I think, I think really it sounds like, um, it's Michael, right? Yep. It sounds like he's answered his own question in a lot of ways in the sense that if he's noticed that he's starting to rely on these grips to the point that his grip is not developing in tandem with the rest of these skills and movements, I mean, that's your answer right there that you're probably over-reliant on this particular tool. So off the cuff, I think that's the answer here is I would start just drawing back a little bit on the uh, the grips when you're training movements, especially if you're not doing a ton of volume on them, and just allow that grip strength to to start to uh, to come back up. So that's kind of first thoughts. I've got I've got some more depth there, but mm -hmm. uh, curious as to what you've got right out the gate. Well, I've I've got a plethora of things. So, but mm. first, I should start. I wanted to mention this at the top of the show, and I forgot I need to start doing this. So. Got a new cool website, go to variednotrandom.com. And so you can check out all the cool cycles of programs that we have. I usually say that at the end of the show, I'm going to try to start, but we didn't have a website, so I'm trying to start getting yeah. in people's heads now. So check that Hot out. Hot off the press. Hot off the press, yeah. Um, and there's new, pro uh, new cycles and programs on there, actually. So, uh, man, I had 
back in the day, if you want to go ahead and use that term, a very, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't the kind-hearted soul that I, I am today. That I try to, <laughs> that I try to be anyway. It's much more sharp with my tongue, biting, vulgar, coarse, if you will. We, and, we've I all mean, grown over the years. Oh Pat, my you know? goodness! <laughs> I, if if somebody said they wanted to use grips or wraps, I would just try to assassinate them with as many degrading phrases as, <laughs> as I possibly could. You know, and question their resilience and toughness and all that. Mm. Hey, suck it up! You know what? If you tear, just wipe the blood off the bar. Like I mean, I lived. I lived that life probably as, you know, a knucklehead former team guy that, you know, um, hadn't, hadn't evolved enough. So I was, I was that guy for a very long time. I would make fun of you mercilessly if I saw you break them out of your bag. Now, as time has gone by, I absolutely see them for what they are, understand their purpose and utility. And, and I do think there is potentially a time and a place for them. You know, so mm-hmm. there's my little evolution. I will also say that I never use them and I currently still don't use them. And the only reason mm. that I have a set in my garage is because somebody gave them to me, not because I purchased them. I've got a set in my garage, I've never used them. When Michael asked this question, he listed a couple things and maybe for the benefit of the audience or somebody who's unfamiliar with it, I'll break down the different things as I read them. Okay, maybe I misread what he said, but when I think of gymnastics grips, I think of you know, they secure around your wrist, then you've got this piece of leather or some other material that covers most of the palm of your hand, you know, maybe a little bit of the bottoms of your fingers, but primarily the palm of your hand. And that's hopefully so that when you're up in the bar and your hand is moving or pivoting a little bit in the bar and there's maybe friction taking place, that ideally prevents you from ripping your skin. And so you can continue to work out longer. And that's, and that's a great thing. Not tearing and working out Hmm. longer is a good thing. And so in its most charitable view, that's fantastic. You can probably get grips that have like no tackiness or some tackiness to them. And so I don't know if just every single gymnastics grip, so to speak, gives you a massive advantage in your actual grip strength and what you can hold with the muscles of your forearm and hand. Uh, Some of them certainly are tacky and do give you that benefit, but you might be able to get some that are just primarily leaning towards not the tear, and so it's still going to be overwhelmingly demanding of your grip strength. So I would just kind of put that into somebody's head as well. So I see that as the gymnastics grips. Then he also mentioned wrist wraps. And the wrist wraps, when I picture them in my head, you know, because he also mentioned deadlifting as well. So I don't know if he's mm-hmm. talking about wrist wraps that they go around your wrist, but then there's also a piece of material that hangs down. You'll shimmy it around the bar, you know, wrap it around the bar. And that aids in your grip 100% in pulling an object off the ground, so to speak. And then there's just wrist wraps that go around your wrist. They don't have that other piece of material, and they're more used for just support of your hand structure and your wrist. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, you're bracing an overhead squat overhead, you're doing an overhead lift. And, you know, I've played with, I've played with all those things. And I don't know if when he was talking about deadlifting, if he was just wearing the wrist wraps without the extra piece of material, or is he talking about some lifting straps, so to speak? I would I would delineate wrist straps as just wrist straps and lifting straps as the ones with the piece of material. So, well, that, I'll give you there's there's also a third option there uh, for using the grips that you'd use for a pull up bar during some barbell work, like ah uh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the kids are doing that these days, Pat. <laughs> okay, so you know that's my my breakdown of the gear and also 
they are the best cases to why somebody would potentially consider wearing a uh, a set of wraps. You know, I think mm-hmm. there's a really good place. I think if you're a recreational CrossFitter, like I think most human beings are, then maybe if you're unaccustomed to strength and conditioning, grabbing pull-up bars and barbells, and your hands are not used to that, they might be sore, delicate, uh, tender, develop some blisters or hot spots or whatnot. But but if you take care of your hands and and pay attention to them and, and maintain them, I think they can become accustomed to the work that you're doing. And then with proper maintenance, most people will be totally good to go, probably without the extra gear. That would be my just oversimplification right there. Yeah, I think so too. And it depends on what you use your hands for outside the gym. I mean, uh, all, you know, all jokes aside, there are certainly people that use their hands in ways that pay the bills. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they have, uh, you know, a surgeon is a great example, yeah. a musician. Uh, you know, somebody that is using their hands in in more kind of delicate ways. You, you don't want to tear those a and, quarter size for sure. piece of skin off your hand. Absolutely. And, you know, so people with professions like that, they, they get a, a much wider strike zone, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But it still doesn't negate the fact that I think there is a skill uh, associated with not tearing that mm-hmm. people need to learn. And that's not to say that you know, your hands will just survive anything you throw at them if you do it right. That's that's not what I'm saying. But I do think that if you just throw grips into the mix and that's what you're reliant on the whole time, uh, you don't learn quite as much nuance as to when to grip, when to release the grip a little bit within the movement. Uh, what actually should the hand be doing when you're doing something like a pull-up or a bar muscle-up? How much rotation should the hand be experiencing? Um, you know, I, I've done plenty of workouts with high rep any pull-up bar movement you can think of and had no hand problems, no hand tears, because I've got a pretty good understanding of when and where your grip needs to be at its maximum and when it's okay to kind of release it and how much movement the hand is actually experiencing during that movement. If If you're using a grip all the time, every time, that nuance doesn't really matter as much because the grip is there to do what it's supposed to, which is protect you. So you don't have to worry about that. So I do think there's something there. And again, particularly on days that don't have a ton of volume, I think that's when it's time to start weaning off of these grips a little bit and and recognizing that there is utility there that won't land you in hot water. Uh, Conversely, to, to your point, I think there is a time when you're looking at a workout and you're like, you know what? today's the day. If I'm going to tear, it's going to be today. Mm. I'm going to suit up a little bit to avoid that because like you said, at best, it's annoying. And at worst, it's a couple of days off training because you can't hold on to anything. And that's no good for anybody. So, you know, if you have something coming down the pike, that's a hundred pull-ups and a hundred toes to bar and a hundred something else and tons of hanging movements. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it is worth being a little proactive there. Not to put you on the spot, Maybe this yeah. would be easier for you to show or demonstrate in real life with a pull-up bar with somebody there and not, you know, if somebody's driving right now listening to just an audio format. But yeah. maybe if somebody is and they were like, what's what's Bond's talking about with like how you grip the bar or the tension of don't you just grab the pull-up bar and <laughs> and, and let go when the set's over? Is there a way mm. for you just to verbally even give a little bit of color to what you're envisioning there as to what you think would be yeah. a, a better way that doesn't just create hot spots, calluses, rips and tears? Yeah, for sure. What you want to think about is the surface of the skin that's contacting the bar or the rings, whatever you're hanging off of, is moving minimally. And so anytime you have the bar that's remaining static and the skin that's in contact with that 
moving around it, that's when you're going to increase the chance of ripping and tearing over time. It's almost a foregone conclusion. So when you're thinking about doing things like a muscle up, like a pull up, like a toes to bar, you also want to be thinking, how much is my hand actually moving on the bar? And the answer should be not much, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for most of those movements. And if your technique is such that it requires such a big movement, you might want to start tightening that up. That makes sense. And like I said before, even after all these years of working out, if I know I've got a lot of, you know, I will have calluses start to develop and they start to, you know, protrude out a little bit from the hand. And, and if I, and I would have the potential absolutely to tear if I didn't stay on top of them. But I just try to be diligent of, I know I've got a workout coming up today. I'm going to be all over the pull-up bar. I take a look at my hands and I go, oh, haven't taken, haven't taken care of these things in a while. And I'll mm-hmm. give them a trim, cut the calluses away. And as long as I do that, life's good. The overwhelming majority of the time and the, and the couple times in memory that I have had a tear or I got a blood blister or there's a hot spot that happened, I was rushed. I went into the gym. I looked at my hands and I was like, ooh, I should take care of that and that. And I didn't. And I went and I did the mm. darn workout anyway. And something just got a little bit away from me. But with some proper hand care and maintenance, I think most people will be good to go. Now, if you're a competitor, which I don't think most people listening to this are, but if you are and you're just the volumes through the roof and unlike most of us regular humans, it would probably like, well, it's not a good idea for me to do pull-ups multiple days in a row because I like to, you know, rest a muscle group and do something else. You got something else going on and you're doing things more frequently to a higher volume and it might be tough for you to stay on top of some maintenance and you're putting your hands through the ringer. Grips could be a really, really good way for that person to go. But I don't think that's um, most of this audience, you know, so I think there's a bit of a different, mm-hmm. uh, a different crew there. So I wouldn't say for Michael that grips, they're not good or bad. They're just a tool that serve a function. They serve a purpose. And if you understand what their benefit and utility is great. If you understand that they could eventually become an unnecessary crutch that you've become accustomed to great. Understand that they can have a wonderful purpose or they might be keeping you from really understanding, like you said, how your hand is interacting with the bar. That might be a negative. And so, again, they're neither good nor bad. It's just good to um, identify what they are and figure out whether or not they fit into your training regime. But I don't think most people need them. Yeah, I agree. And to kind of piggyback on that, to answer the final part of that question about, hey, my wife is trying to develop her first pull-up. You know, is it a good idea for her to start with that right out the gate? I would say it's a resounding no. I think mm-hmm. that is yeah. the time that it's more critical that you start to develop that grip strength and get comfortable hanging off the bar with your own muscular power um, and getting a sense of some of that tactile feedback that I was talking about that lets you know, okay, my hand is moving around the bar such that I'm going to tear. Okay, well, let's look at that and resolve that and get used to what it feels like not to do that. Mm-hmm. before you learn, well, I can just flip this thing around the bar and go crazy, uh, you kind of sidestep that skill and it's much harder to learn. Once you're cranking out sets, it's a lot harder to put the brakes on and now come back and say, okay, hold on, I have to think about this positioning a little bit because I don't have this protective layer anymore. It's a very different thing to learn in that order. So I would say now is the time to get those hands comfortable and conditioned. I mean, if you're just learning how to do pull-ups, by necessity, the volume is going to be pretty low. You just can't physically get a ton of volume in there. Um, And so, you know, I think it's the perfect time to start exposing yourself to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I had had one more thought in there too. Uh, 
you know, you, you said something about uh, you weren't sure if it actually um, aids in the grip or, or, or it doesn't. I mean, I'll tell you right now that any grip that you use absolutely enhances your ability to hang on to the bar longer. There's, mm, there's sure. no yeah, two yeah, ways about sets. it. Yeah. A- absolutely. And so, you know, I do think that there, there comes a time where you kind of have to ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm trying to do here? Is it, is it that I'm trying to win in training? It kind of comes back to what we've talked about before. And if that's the case, well, then, yeah, those big sets probably matter. But if the answer is I'm trying to develop for the long term, well, it doesn't matter if you get the immediate win today. Mm-hmm. The longer path might actually serve you better in the future. Um, and and le- kind of last thing I've got on there, too, that kind of bubbled up when you were talking about, um, you know, taking care of your hands and, and kind of making sure that they're not going to rip. I think that's absolutely good advice. The other end of that is there will be times, if you're like me, if you're like Pat, where you don't train with grips, there's going to be workouts where you come off the bar and you look at your hands and you're like, I am two seconds away from tearing. <laughs> yes. And at that point, you've got a couple of options. And like you, Pat, in the early CrossFit days, I would, have, I would have said, let her rip. You know what? Let's get messy. And uh, <laughs> I don't care. I'm young. I'm dumb. I'm just going to rip my hands open because that last set of pull-ups really matters. Yep. We'll disinfect the bar later. Correct. Yeah. And you know what? No big deal. And these days I'm a lot more conservative and I honestly don't care. I think actually just recently I was doing a workout with a bunch of muscle ups in it. Oh man, this is a couple of weeks ago. I wish I could remember the workout, but uh, I started to get to the point where the wrist, uh, the skin on my wrist was, mm. was about to tear. And I cut the last round because of that. I moved on to the other movements in the workout and I said, you know what? I don't need to do this last set of muscle ups. And guess did what? Your, did your fitness survive? I miraculously, I still had a great effect from the work that I did do. Interesting. And it turns out there's no magic in that number or the, uh, you know, the total reps. It was all a construct that I'd put on it ahead of time. I don't believe (laughs) you. So it's just one of those things that I think comes with training maturity that, hey, look, I know the workout called for a hundred pull-ups. I know that you got 76 and you're looking at your hands and you know 77 is going to make hamburger out of them. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe 76 was great for the day and there's plenty that you gained from that. So yep. I bet in it was my great. opinion, yep. yeah, in my opinion, you got to start thinking uh, along those lines. You know, that's, that's all I had for the gymnastics grips. And my only real short point on wrist wraps was I also don't use wrist wraps, but it's kind of the opposite. Well, while I can honestly say I never have used gymnastics grips, I did use wrist wraps for a while in my early CrossFit mm. days. Um, overhead squats, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. the world's most beautiful overhead squatter with any sort of positioning, but my wrists were just, it was agony. And I mm-hmm. wish I had a time machine to go back and just see, was it that I was unaccustomed to the movement, unfamiliar with holding a load in that position for a set of 10 or 15 reps or something like that? Or was my hand position, how the bar was you know, across my palm or whatnot, incorrect? You know, my, the, my wrist position was I do myself some disservice there. I can't say one way or another, but I used wrist wraps for quite a while and they really did help. You know, mm-hmm. um, they, they made me feel better, made my wrist feel stronger, allowed me to keep training. And I thought, due to how terrible my wrist felt during that time that I would be in wrist wraps forever when doing something like an overhead squat. And for whatever reason, just as the weeks and months went by, I did not 
need them all the time. And I was able mm-hmm. to train with them less and less to do. And then eventually never using them uh, ever again, whether it was wrist wraps or taping my wrist, but I, I definitely went through that phase. And the only other time that I threw on a wrist wrap was a long time ago, like 10 years ago, I caught a clean, a full clean, squat clean, you know, whatever your preferred verbiage is, caught it poorly and bent one of my, my right wrist back and like strained mm-hmm. my wrist, you know, didn't break anything, but strained it. And anyone who's had like a wrist strain, that's not a quick healing item. It's yep. your friend yep. for potentially months. And, <laughs> and then I had a wrist strap on that one wrist just because of that. And eventually as time went on, I didn't have to wear it anymore. But you know, wrist straps do work, you know, that's, that's for mm-hmm. sure. But it's just one of those other things that I would also say, if, if you've convinced yourself that you may need this forever and ever and ever, and you can't lift without it. Mm, that's probably less likely. Yeah, I've had a similar experience with wrist wraps where I, I actually like them. I like the way they feel. I don't use them very often. I would say like maybe a few times a year, I'll bust them out and, and do some overhead lifting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but similarly, anytime I have had like a little wrist sprain, I'll throw one on and it's almost like immediate le- relief. I feel mm-hmm. like I can do most things even though I'm still aware that I'm slightly injured. Uh, so to get back in the game, I think it's a pretty decent little stopgap, but uh, probably not worth it all the time. And I, you know, it's funny you talk about your overhead squat. Uh, I would armchair quarterback that and say that I bet, you know, I know your shoulders aren't the most flexible. And so I bet your overhead squat grip is pretty wide. Like you're probably a collar oh, to collar yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness, pause. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing narrow that overhead with me. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so you know you're you're not uh, you're not like a super tall, long limbed individual. Mm-mm. Yet you're taking the widest grip possible. Mm-hmm. Just the geometry that creates at the wrist is pretty extreme. And so, you know, that's going to take a while to adapt to. I think somebody who doesn't have to use quite as wide a grip. Um, with your same proportions, sure, yeah, probably wouldn't experience that same degree of wrist discomfort in the beginning. I think it exacerbates things a little bit there. Yeah, no, I would say that's fair. Yeah, if you could just think about having a barbell with your arms shoulder width apart, locked out beautifully mm-hmm. overhead, then you start to slide that grip out and just picture yep. what happens to the wrist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, hell, it's a. Uh, it's just, hey, you do what you got to do to have another session in the gym. But <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but yeah, that's. That's about that, but the great, great question. I don't think I have anything else for Michael on that one. Do you? Yeah. Uh, no, it's just one more kind of broad uh, thing. And, I, I, you know, we've brushed on this before. I think CrossFitters in general, you know, it's, I don't think it's any controversial statement to say that most of us are pretty type A when it comes to it. And, you know, with that, I think there's a lot of people that are really kind of into gadgets and the, the latest and greatest and that trickles down into gear that finds its way into your gym bag. You know, you see it all the time. People get really into it. And next thing you know, they've got to have those new pair of shoes and they've got to have those like, you know, super slick, uh, you know, antimicrobial knee wraps or whatever they are, you know, knee sleeves. Next thing you know, those things all build on each other until you're walking out there like the bionic man every day. Um, and, and that's fine. I mean, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with, with having that as part of your hobby. It's just wise every once in a while to take a step back and say, okay, how much of this do I actually need? What is, what is really benefiting me here? And when can I step away from it and, and recognize when it's time to use the tool versus I just do it out of habit? Yeah, understand the gear, whatever that gear happens mm-hmm. to be in an, in an, an emotionless manner, as if you were just an mm-hmm. engineer. You know, understand yeah. the gear, understand what it's for, what it's not for, and then 
ideally have an honest conversation with yourself about the difference between want and need. Do you want mm-hmm. it or do you need it? If you need it, well, because you got something going on, simplest answer yeah. in the world, use it. Go for if it. If you want yeah. it, you're a free human being, make the choice that you want. But you're, <laughs> I just, just understand the gear and understand want versus need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great. Great question, Michael. Appreciate it, my friend. Hopefully that helped. Best of luck to your wife trying to get her first pull-up. And like Mm -hmm. I said at the beginning of the show, anybody who wants to help support the show, check out varynotrandom.com. Got all the cool cycles there. And one of them is to help you get your first strict pull-up. So, all right, everybody. Until next time, for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and we will see you then.